0: All right. Welcome to the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Brian Jordan in the house. Let's give it up for the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we're going to add all this like. Fun. Oh, I, I want like noise effects and music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we try to do a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> variety of guests on our podcast you know sure. but like of course our bread and butter our go-to are uh, players and pros that have been involved sure. in the game so we're really especially happy to have you here today i appreciate it i think a lot of people already know who you are but you might just give us a little bit of your background
1: background here yeah. let's see well mainly how it'd be known is just uh played for the l.a galaxy for yeah. five years got to the final three of those years only won twice mm-hmm. but still uh, good times of my life I played mm-hmm. alongside some huge huge names at yeah, that time we'll get into that we'll get into yeah, that yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know we'll list those later i guess yeah. uh, but uh so two championships um, now i'm doing a bit of acting still in the soccer scene um, trying to incorporate whatever kind of you know foundation i can get and mm-hmm. channel those eyes back to soccer cuz i'm very passionate about mm-hmm. still growing the game
0: right so then I know you're also into doing uh, commentary, right, with the yep. games, but then yep. you're also doing acting, right? Yes. Acting has nothing to do with soccer, though, right?
1: No, but yeah. you, you know what? Yeah. It's surprising what different, like, random stuff mm-hmm. acting teaches you about life to apply it to it. Like, for example, just the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in acting, you know, people get so confused. If you're not exactly sure what that consists of, you know, acting is a lot of listening and reacting instead mm-hmm. of just knowing your lines and just shooting them out when you have a lot of people think at the base level that's what it is right but really it's it's the engagement in that relationship of what people want out of a certain environment right like yeah. like say I'm coming on the podcast to to look good or or whatever my goal would be and then you interact by listening actually what what is your what is your intent right now to right. give a good uh, interview or whatever it is and so there's different things you learn from acting, and you can apply that towards
0: you know soccer or commentating and mm-hmm. it's, it's worked out so far so but so the acting thing is obviously helping you in different areas, so you're going for like uh commercials movie roles t v what like all of the above yeah how how I initially even got
1: into the acting right was was commercially because mm. you know you play a professional sport. Um, commercially, you have this valuable value because you have a certain skill, mm-hmm. right? So I know a lot of jugglers. You guys, mm-hmm. you know, you know Caitlin. And yeah. all these, they go in all the time too. I see them all the time in there. Right. Um, but you know, for me, whether it's a bicycle or whatever it is, so I got commercials right off okay. the bat. And then after that, though, I have an agent. I have all manager. They're like, you know. I th- we think you have more to offer whether it's based on just look or whatever and so I started you know researching theatrical acting and getting
0: into classes right. and that's kind of how it's taken okay. off from there So then a lot of these uh, jobs that you're talking about, uh, sports brands, you're seeing uh, different like freestylers and whatnot, and you guys are competing for the same job?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: and it's funny though, right? Because you could
1: be so like a dog-eat-dog, but at the same time when I see them, you know, now we have actual relationships with these people. uh, You know, some of them, number one, number two jugglers in the world, Mm -hmm. right? So when we go in for a certain gig, what you realize though is, you know, you can have your talent, but with Hollywood... I say it's so much based on what they're trying to advertise to and what market they're trying to hit. So, mm-hmm. like for example, I'm a white guy. If I'm going in the, the room and I, I see someone else, like, a, like Alex, uh, he's like a. Hispanic. so hispanic mm-hmm. so it's like we're, we're hitting different markets anyway so it's just really what
0: the brand is looking for to advertise to i feel like you can swing a lot of different ways though you know what i
1: mean i'm ambiguous like you, yeah, that's you what can do all that. my additions say uh, white uh, hispanic right go, <laughs> yeah. go for
0: that you know go yeah. around go for that yeah. middle eastern exactly regular. exactly yeah. <laughs> right depending on whatever the role <laughs> is required right
1: i've been told yeah, that yeah yeah
0: yeah They got that uh, vin diesel characteristic yeah. right yeah
1: get, he's ambiguous right i feel like it helps and it also oh, yeah. doesn't help okay. at times mm-hmm. right like like, let's just say you're the white model type, yeah. right? Yeah. You can kind of pigeonhole him and he gets booked for that thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're ambiguous, yeah. although you can go in for multiple roles, right. I
0: find sometimes it doesn't just make a person think, oh,
1: yeah, he's that.
0: Sure. You know? Yeah, you don't you don't pop off right away in a certain thing. As like, one You're like thing. a jack of all trades, yes. right? Versus like fixed in yes. one, right? Okay. Yes. I can see that. Okay, speaking of uh, soccer now, right? You were uh, on LA Galaxy for what, five years? Five years for okay. the Galaxy. And those were like some crucial golden years that you were on, right? Does it coincide with your career? The fact that, you know, Brian Jordan's LA Galaxy career is LA Galaxy's golden years? You know, I I think it's bigger than me, of (laughs) of course, right? But I would like to Uh say,
1: you know, everybody brings their own value to it. And on top of the huge names that we had, Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. looked at a lot of our guys on that roster, even guys that maybe weren't playing so often, every single person on those rosters those years all had tremendous value mm-hmm. i mean down to the reserve te- the reserve team was winning league mm-hmm. i th- i thought just you know our front office yeah. our front office was amazing front office is winning it-, it was just yeah that's i got the chills just thinking about it because mm-hmm. we were traveling all together at that time too uh, with david Beckham on the team right uh you know we were in asia a lot and so we would travel with some of the the front office well they were amazing people i just yeah, I can't say enough about the, mm-hmm. the
0: right. whole. So we're talking about like, basically you were there from 2000? 2000... 2008. 2008 to 2012. thousand twelve. Twelve, okay. And they call that like the the Dave Beckham era or, yeah. you know, the, what we call it the Brian Jordan era. You Brian know? <laughs> Jordan era. It's my five years or his five years. It was, years, <laughs> yeah, it so. was right? Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. so then uh, how was that experience? Because you, know, you were young at the time, right? Yeah. This was the beginning of your career, right? Early part, right? So, so uh, let me backtrack over
1: here. So I actually ended up playing professionally in Portland first. And mm-hmm. some people, the people up in Portland, know this, but not a lot more than that. So I ended up uh, dropping out of school, um, coming down to LA, because mm-hmm. I just always wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, did okay in school, but I was always telling my mom, you know, I want to drop out, I want to play, right? Finally, I just did. Right. Um, so you, you, you quit your college team, you mean? Yeah, well, once I was done with my my years of playing. Eligibility.
0: Eligibility. Yeah, you were still at school. I still at school. you like, I'm done with this,
1: right? Well, I, I would have finished, yeah.
0: but... You just had a calling, right? The game was calling you? Well, it was for the four years before that. Okay. Right out of high school. I didn't want okay. to go to college. I just right. want to play. But how do you do that, right? Like, there's a certain...
1: Format and I thought that format was you go to college and you get picked up. So that's what I had to do So that's what I did. Okay. Um, but anyways, I ended up playing for Portland uh, After so after I went to a Galaxy tryout, they actually sent me back up there and said hey Why don't you play for the Timbers if you do well up there? We'll end up buying your contract out. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And I was one of the leading scorers on the Portland Timbers and uh, Trevor James, which was an assistant coach on the Galaxy, had kind of kept track of me while I was up there. And so they made good on their promise, and they bought me and uh, Josh Wicks, which was a goalkeeper from Portland Timbers. Okay. So that that's how you year. made the transition. That's how I made the transition. Okay. But to answer your question here, the that transition was massive. The Portland Timbers had the Timber Army. Yeah. And at that time, they were in the USL. And we were filling about... 8,000 fans at times, right. up to 11, but then going from that to coming, my first trip ever was to Hawaii with David Beckham on the team, media, everything, while we were getting on the bus, it was crazy different for me, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, and I grew up in LA, but at the same time, I'm not one of those Star truck kind of guys, and I've seen some of that growing up, but being in that whole thing yeah.
0: was kind of a crazy difference. I was only 22, so right. it was kind it was, of an it was a, Yeah, it was a media circus at the time, yes, right? Yes, Okay, but then you knew, uh, you had heard about, like, the rumors of him possibly joining Galaxy before you were on the team? <sighs> I, uh, well, we talked about this a bit before.
1: Yeah. I, my focus was so... It sounds terrible, but I think my focus is what got me to where I was at. Mm.
0: My focus was literally just on me right. and what I needed to perfect about my game. Wow, that's, that's I, crazy. So even though you yeah. were directly involved in the situation, you were one of like three people in L.A. that didn't know that Dave Beckham was going to come to the L.A. Galaxy. Right? I had heard things because, yeah. I mean, I guess even though I wanted to come to
1: L.A., right? Yeah. I was in Portland and I had a job to do in Portland. And so even though I heard these rumors or whatever, once it happened I was like grateful for it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but we, focused, we right? ended up making playoffs that year right. and everything, so it was it was dead straight goal. And then right. once I was in the mix to actually make the jump, because mm-hmm. I didn't know that yet. You know what I mean? Once they made good on buying my contract out, then you, you've tried to you, you know, figure out and add up all this information, you're like, wow,
0: this is a whole different beast. Right. You know? How was the uh the team dynamic, uh, during, cause I know initially, like his first two years, it was pretty rocky. Like I've read the Beckham experiment. Have okay. you ever read that book? Uh, because I, mean, I you lived, lived it, but, you I know. lived through some yeah. of it. I, I've never, <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually we have the book, but I've right. never okay. read it. So there's some parts in there where they, they talk about how there was all this like hoopla, obviously with Beckham being there. Right. And, you know, he did so much for MLS as a whole, I think. Yeah. Right. But then there was a lot of, it wasn't like an easy transition. Right. Well, I'm sure. With him taking the captaincy from uh, Landon Donovan, sure. and there was some drama, and just he had kind of a special treatment. How, like when you were there, how was the, was there tension on the team? How, how was the, 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 you know, the dynamic and the chemistry with him on the team? You know, it's so funny hearing those things, uh, because
1: you hear this through a lens of, of different lenses, right? For example, you hear that, like, let's say from a perspective of Beckham or Landon or whoever. But then you're hearing it from a rookie who's just happy he's there right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so my obliviousness <laughs> yeah, to yeah. some of the situation was just tenfold and what people don't realize about that year too is for a large part of that year i got loaned back out to portland mm. so i missed a big chunk of it but in my experience of what i did see i i if someone says it was a provincial or treatment or whatever i guess i could I could see how that is, but just, you know, you're trying to appease the, the fact that he's had this amazing career. He's coming over here, and if you were in this position of power before, I could see how it might be hurtful, but I think it was just like, these were the pieces that were going to make a great team, right. and it might be hard to accept at the start, but look at what ended up happening from it. Sure. You know, I think, I don't know, I hate to say anything native about it, because I didn't experience it. I'm sure, I'm a very competitive person. So if it was competing with me or something, right, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd feel rough about it, too. But seeing just how it all came together and everything, mm-hmm. I think you he made good on all of his promises. He was a great
0: teammate to everybody. Mm.
1: Even if they had beef with him, I'm sure they understand. He was just a nice guy.
0: All right, so with you, and there was no, right, from Not your perspective, at all. right? Yeah, and, and two, you know,
1: I was in a group with all these young guys. Yeah. And so even though we communicated and stuff, it was more of like, I was just worried about, you know, my place on the team at the
0: time. Let the big dogs right, right. worry about their right. stuff. You know? <laughs> okay, so how was the, how was that uh, specific team dynamic then? Was it uh, is the is it kind of the team is separated into like three different kind of groups where you got like you know certain here, you know, the veterans, and then like maybe the Landon Donovan camp, and then the Beckham camp, and then the young guys camp. How does I'm, that work? I'm positive there's yeah. a study about this very thing too sure. because. In each
1: team, there's what you call clicks, right? Uh, and you have these little groups upon the team. And usually, you want it to be all cohesive, that's what you, you imagine ideally it, right? Right. 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 Yeah. ideally yeah. but I think it does make sense in any you know group of people you have these different groups and so the you know what am I gonna familiarize with with the guys that have families and stuff you right. know are they gonna wanna go out and even though I didn't party much when I played uh, you know were they gonna wanna go party with me or something It's it's you know that's why you gravitate towards these certain people right mm-hmm. um, but at that time what was so funny is back then the rosters my first year which we didn't do very well this year, though, Um, the rosters were, like, 40, 45 or something. So we brought in a a rookie class of, like, it was, like, 14 guys. It was so many. So the group of just young guys that we had that were all doing young guy stuff was – and it was a hilarious
0: group at the time. Right. Yeah, so – it was very fun, we should say. Is that how you know uh, Tristan uh, Bowen, by the way? So is Tristan he, Bowen,
1: yeah. I'm trying to think if that was my my rookie year that he came, or the next year. I'm trying to think, but yeah. he was one of them very early on. Right. You know? right. So had, he's even
0: younger than you then, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's
1: first project forty Adidas guy. Yeah. Um, which is all a, a funny thing in its own. I don't think that exist anymore I don't, I, I don't think but they does. have homegrown and all this other stuff but it, it's so funny all the guys that were coming up that age too we had 16 year olds and I was looking at I was 22 24 or something and I was just looking at them like how are right. they're so young like how are these guys yeah. here but it all makes sense now I mean age is just a number when it comes to sports
0: mm-hmm. so then okay we have uh your first two years where you guys are struggling right well the first year we struggled. You didn't make playoffs. Didn't make playoffs. Right. Second year, you guys. Second year, we made the ma- final. You, okay, you. Okay, so that's your. Okay, right. So you're one year behind Beckham then, right? Because I think David Beckham, Beckham came was, in for four or five, four oh. months of the season before. before. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then uh, you guys, that turnaround from not making playoffs to now doing well, right? Yeah. And that first year though, we had. Do you know Bobby Yarrow is? No. Bobby Yarrow played for Chelsea.
1: We had Abel Xavier was on the team, Mm -hmm. center back. We had all these huge names. Sorry, I can't leave that first year because you had to understand why we might not. So, Rude Gullit was our coach. right? Okay, huge name, great in our sport. um, But I don't know, and I I don't say anything, I I don't know what he knew about the MLS, though. I would love to have a conversation with him now um, because there's certain ways that, our country plays and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and the travel and all that
0: stuff. So he was there when you were... Okay, yeah, so, so Rude it yeah. was coach the coach that signed me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and,
1: and that too, I was thinking, you know, that whole year... Yeah, he we, didn't last very long, though. Well, he made it until the last six games. Mm-hmm. So not very long, but he made it throughout almost our whole first season. Right. And he almost did... I was scoring a ton of goals for Portland, and I barely even got a chance on that team, partly because we had these huge names. But as far as, like playing goes I was at least getting results going so you'd Mm -hmm. think I would be called back but it took all the way until about six games left in the season when Bruce took over Mm -hmm. the first game Bruce was hired as coach Bruce brought me back from Portland and I started that first Mm -hmm. game ended up with a goal and assist so I think
0: it was a good decision (laughs) you know what's interesting (laughs) is because Bruce isn't really known for playing like young guys though right he sticks with veterans kind of yeah
1: but if you look at that season that that year it was hard to deny it was like oh, okay what's my roster let's just say you thought i was a crappy player let's just say that right if you did i was still getting results at the time so i think he was just like well who's driving results right now let's give him a chance you know what i mean obviously if i was coming back from portland i was going to be excited for the opportunity uh that's all i wanted to do all year is play for the galaxy um so i come back and you know i don't know how well we did in those last six games um but it was just as far as putting players on the field that wanted to freaking play, wanted to get it done. You mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. How were your guys' uh, practice sessions like? Uh, was it super competitive <sighs> that year, or just over just in over general the- during your time while you were there? Or you can even do by year by year, depending on like how how you guys you know how you felt the the kind of the transition and. Well, you had a lot of very competitive guys. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm that thinking, time, right? Yeah. I'm thinking there's huge egos. There's some guys with some major accomplishments. Yeah. And I'm thinking they're all in one team.
1: Yeah, but we didn't have too much drama. I think everyone understood what the reason was for it. Obviously, certain games, even guys that are friends, right? You end up getting into a little scrum with them over something stupid, right? Sure. That happens all the time. But... uh the neatest things about our practices back then, too, was because we play in L.A., and it was definitely hot here. Uh, one thing I hear that is so drastically different to a lot of the teams is Bruce would only have us train for about an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, um, including warm-ups. So, mm. you know, I hear a lot of these stories about guys getting killed for two hours. if one of the, my friends played on Philadelphia, just like mm-hmm. two and a half hour practices, all that right. stuff. It was just crazy to me because I was thinking, wow, I barely made it through the year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going an hour, an hour a day just to get to the weekend and, and use all that energy there. It's just like, I don't know how people
0: are putting that, right. that kind of energy towards right. it. So he's actually uh, cognizant of kind of the athletes yes. and the bodies and the climate, and, right?
1: The, the training mm-hmm. can be very intense and you get what you want out of it, right? But I don't know if it's an endurance game the whole week, and then it's an endurance game on the weekend. Right. You know what kind after uh, these seasons are like, especially for us at that time, it was like eleven month season, right. ten month season. How, how are you gonna How are you gonna sustain keep that? that right. Yeah. Okay. We had, at one point we were in the Champions League, um, we were in the Open Cup, and we were in the MLS. We had three games a week. Wednesday we'd be down in El Salvador or something. Flying back, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. With travel on too, it's just like, you
0: couldn't do that. Are, who are your um, kind of, like, favorite players from the time? You know, like, do you have any guys that kind of stood out that took you under their wing or that you bonded well with? Yeah, for sure. So let's see. Besides the
1: guys I looked up to, because, you know, when I was growing up, too, Kobe Jones was on the team and all that stuff. But besides yeah. those, just guys I kind of bonded with, my crew mm-hmm. – um, they called it the band or the Three Musketeers at the time. Um, me, Sean Franklin, A.J. De La Garza, mm-hmm. and then Hector Jimenez ended up coming a, a year after that or so, and that was kind of our little squad. Right. Um, but as far as guys taking me under their wing, uh, Stefani McLarenzi, which is now my sports agent, uh, played alongside him, really good guy. Uh, Dima Kovalenko I thought was both hilarious in his hard work ethic kind of uh, – coincided with mine a lot so Mm -hmm. he gave me a lot of credit i liked him david beckham um was really great with all the young guys and although i kind of because i respected him i kind of left him to his own devices but whenever we'd get in a thing he was awesome with even stuff on the field learning different stuff and off with business stuff he was great um and those are the names that pop out right away to me i'm sure there's been other guys in the locker room too though yeah.
0: You know, that your your L.A. Galaxy years, I think, uh, are pretty – they're, like, formative years. They're pretty crucial in terms of, like, the league itself. Yeah. And I think uh, – because it's like the David Beckham rule, right, with a designated player, right? Yeah. And that's when the salaries start getting <laughs> out of control too, right? Well, how is, like, the dynamic like in, in that sense where you have – uh, rookies and young guys making, you know, s- rookie-scale contracts, and then you got the next, you know, Landon Donovan, who's making like a million, and then you got like David Beckham making like 6.5, is, is, and they're all, but you guys are all professionals, playing the same sport, sometimes competing for the same position. How, what was that dynamic like? Well, I find
1: that I think about that more today mm. than I do then, because <laughs> to be honest, if yeah. you were to look at my life and what I stand for, too, is like, it never really was about the money, right? But if I was being compensated, let's say, fairly or whatever, like, I think your life goes off in different directions. I was just happy for the opportunity, and I was going to play regardless, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's what you negotiate in a contract and all that stuff. What I don't think people understand, even that our MLS fans today, is that back then they know of the uh, – there was a developmental contract, okay? And I was – thankfully, because I was on Portland and I got my contract bought, I was only on the developmental for I think about 1 to 2 weeks I see. and but because they bought me it for some reason that put me on a I um, I think it was called a senior contract which was the base the minimum contract, right. right? But some of these guys that were on the team, yeah, you you
0: making twelve grand a year. Yeah, at that time, right, yeah. Yeah. And then they compare it to kind of like a minor league, right? Yeah. That minor league uh, not even though you're on first team, first team they're considering it like a minor league player. And so they're kind of justifying that kind of pay, but regardless, it's it's still pennies, you know? Yeah. And two, I think they were compensating by the way, for the MLS
1: to even get I know they have to make certain business choices, it makes sense completely, so right. no downside to them. But, I, I, you know, the fact that you are a professional, too, right, it's just like, it's kind of, you, you hope more for the whole league. And that's why I'm so right. glad to see in the direction that it's gone. I think the minimum has gotten all the way up to, I think it's 80,000, 70,000, Yeah, 70-something, 70, yeah, 70 like yeah. So that's great. Um, right. But I would like to see even more, you sure. know. Like, one thing I always talk about, and people can laugh in my face about this, but... Uh, you know, one other thing I talk about is, let's just say you're going out to bowling or wherever, right? And you're talking about the respect that you get. You know, if someone from the Lakers walked into a restaurant or let's say like a club or whatever it is, right? Someone at the door is just going to be like, hey, come on in. But a soccer player, is he even known? Is he this? You know, it's just the respect in that, that level. And so that's why I always talk about this like popularization with our culture. Mm-hmm. If you went to Europe, that's not the case for a basketball player. And so, for American, when I say that, I, yeah. I've heard even some of my buddies laugh. Oh, yeah, but that's a, I like it. Well, you know, I'm. What's the difference, right? I'm, I'm used to a European mentality then, because this is the biggest sport in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just the Americans don't see it that way. Right. So, I just, it's just far as if you're a professional athlete, I'd like the,
0: the respect to come along with it mm-hmm. in general, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think what. Helps uh, an NBA player obviously is the the contract sure. and the notoriety and all that sure. that comes with it, but then also the fact that they're like freaks of nature. You yeah, know? they're massive, <laughs> right? They they're just massively stand out, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: but and that's the thing, though, right? Like, what? That's a good topic. Think about your athletic prowess, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest guy, okay, but as far as like jumping and that's kind of how I made it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at soccer players and how what what they have to digest mentally. I think a lot of people don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Like, because, so you play soccer, mm-hmm. okay? Basketball players, I think everybody, especially football players too, get in these positions of where they have to know what they're doing, right? Okay. In soccer, you have to be aware of 360 degrees around you. And so the things that you have to think about, I, I think, kind of, is more difficult than other sports. The, right. the the amount of process that you have to actually think about right. is just
0: more. I could agree with that. I think that's why there isn't necessarily a uh, physical body type that's required for yeah. soccer yeah because a lot of it is is mental and out thinking sure. and opponent and then obviously you have to be an, uh, an athlete yeah but it's not like you have to be minimum six two mm-hmm. or in order to play the sport right because a lot of it is mental right yeah I mean it's how you use your your tool but
1: what you have right yeah, exactly mm-hmm. what benefits do you have and how can you uh, make those
0: to the best of your ability right. yeah you know? yeah so so yeah you're not a huge guy mm-hmm. right What well, what's your size height five eight. Five, five eight five eight but i'm so I'm, what was your playing weight I, so
1: I typically outweigh guys in my height i'm about, about one sixty
0: so I'm when you playing. were playing you were yeah. like one sixty yeah so that's um, a lot of times when they talk about mls the 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 style of game it's a very physical compared to yeah. other leagues, right sure how were you able to compete and you know crack it you know for someone else out there that's listening right that's not like a physically dominant guy how what was your like secret uh tricks of the trade so again and everybody would have to exploit their skills differently
1: you know like i always coming from my perspective i always looked at guys like um that were a little bit slower than me and stuff and how do they Excel. <laughs> okay. Right? Because I've only lived my life and my experience, and that helps me so much. How do they excel? So for me, though, even when I was a kid, my dad ended up putting me on a club team where guys were about two, a foot to two feet taller than me. Okay. I was a very small kid. Okay. And so for some reason, though, as a youth, it kind of taught me because kids would beat up on me or whatever. I was not scared of any contact whatsoever. And Ooh. often... But based on my speed, when I would get into collisions, I'd end up knocking people over or hurting them worse just because I was bony or whatever. So I was never scared of contact whatsoever. And so once I got even up to the bigger stages, there was no, and Bruce even knew this about me on like corner kicks, marking guys, you could put a huge guy against me. I was going to hit the crap. I, I just wasn't you weren't scared of contact no
0: not so at all. so on corner kicks you're talking about uh on offense or on defense on so on defense primarily yeah okay this, so on yeah. defense you just crack your feet, yeah yeah because yeah. right? on offense they're putting on
1: whoever is going to mark you right but right. On defense you actually had a job to yeah. kind of eliminate and i remember two certain years when we were in playoffs with uh, salt lake and stuff uh they would have this huge massive center back and i ended up having to mark them Mm -hmm. and it's like
0: how does that work out but yeah so what was your so you it sounds to me like your game was based on a lot on like speed then
1: physicality speed Mm -hmm. and yeah just overall athleticism Mm -hmm. I think I I think towards the end you know I I really cleaned up my tech technical skills and it sounds funny to say that as a pro but you're always getting better right? but I, I as far as what I would consider Good technical skills. I really cleaned those up. My first year in Portland and my my first year in LA. I felt like that was good. I was always after that. I was two touch champ. Mm -hmm. You can say that for a record uh, on the Galaxy. But uh, so uh, my technical skills were better. But I feel like that was never one thing I was known for. Um, It was more athleticism and and heart and will. I think. Mm
0: And then, uh, speaking of kind of like heart and will and all that, uh, we also had uh, Robbie Keane join the team, right? Later towards, uh, was it like your last year or two? I played with him, I think, three years. Oh, you played with him three years. Okay. How was was it playing with him as a a player
1: and a person? So, as much as I learned from David, um, I would say because Robbie played forward. So, I ended up playing, so I came to the team as a forward. The next year, I ended up playing right midi. David ended up sliding out from center mid to right mid. So that didn't go too well for me. (laughs) Um, And then just to get on the field, my last two and a half seasons, I actually ended up playing right back. And um, I learned the most, I think, though, from Robbie, because I still always thought of myself as this forward or attacking player. Because if you look at outside backs, though, right now, look at Danny Elvis or Marcelo, they're, they're crazy. They want to get into it. So, yeah. so if you that convert, one's you
0: were, that was where you were. mentality. Oh uh, yeah. If you convert a like you a forward, a, a winger, forward, right? Yes. And become a wingback, it's the ultimate. If you can, if you have this natural ability to
1: defend, yeah. right? and I was athletic, so that was, I think why I was. I, I think Bruce has been known to kind of convert certain people too. I think maybe even. I'm not sure about this, but mm-hmm. I want to see. Frankie Haddock was even, or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, um, he's a
0: beast on defense.
1: So, if you get a natural attacking guy, mm-hmm. you teach him, you know, just on first, be on the defensive end, you still get these dangerous attacks out of him. I think that's good. But back to Robbie. Yeah. So, Robbie, though, Robbie wasn't as fast as me. He wasn't
0: slow. Sure.
1: But he wasn't as fast. Yeah, he's not like a no. speedy guy, right? No. Yeah. Um, but to watch him and see, and so that's why I'm saying for my last maybe four years of my career though i thought about the game completely different and that's why i wish i could even play a little longer because i saw the game differently just as far as the timing of the runs if i'm a naturally fast guy okay. and i saw the game like freaking robbie did the time of when he would pull away because you, you 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 grew up in club you know checking away first and then checking two but to see what he was actually waiting for okay he would actually get like head starts of like five yards on defenders and breakaways and it's just, like you said he How,
0: saw the play already happen.
1: I don't know what he was necessarily looking and waiting for, but just watching him at trainings and when he would time the run. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would watch. I when see. in build-up did he start to make that that movement? And so that's what I really started to try to apply to myself when
0: I play in I deep see. Deep, deep so deep his decisions. his like anticipation yeah. and 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 seeing the game was like world class.
1: Yeah. J- and and you know just on what shoulder would he weight of the defender and what would he be making the defender think that he was doing to get this space mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's the difference of our personalities though okay. right i've never been a guy that's like oh i'll lull you to sleep and then i'll which i think would be to my benefit sure. because i'm fast but i've always been when i show up i'm going to give 110 percent you already know that about my personality and I never really have a lull in the Mm -hmm. game to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to slow down and then go fast. I was just always fast, fast, fast. Right. Could have changed that up. Yeah.
0: Interesting. How was uh, David Beckham's uh, skill? Skill level? Well, he does a very – people would ask me this all the time, like, oh,
1: um, something about, you know, but was he come to the team to score all the goals or was he the best player? David Beckham had a very specific skill, right? Like, I talk to baseball players all the time. And I'm like, how are these? And don't take offense to any baseball players. I respect the sport. I'm just saying, when I look at them as an athlete, per se, not all of them I think you'd necessarily categorize as, oh yeah, Yeah. he's a 100% athlete, right? But they have specific skills. For example, like, well, I make connections with a baseball. Mm-hmm. I hit the ball right um and so his specific skill was I do think he was a natural leader for our team at least okay. and um as far as a dead dead ball situation he was deadly right I think about just even corner kicks or something the amount of goals even so Omar Gonzalez I'm sure benefited a crap load from mm-hmm. you know those corners I know he's scoring goals all the time I've been in on, on the end of David Beckham corner kick myself so it's like the amount of good situations he was putting players in is just a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
0: So his just ability to strike the ball, right?
1: Yeah, just placement of the placement. ball and awareness of what might be dangerous. He loved he loved me specifically because he loved long balls. And he would just ping it into a corner and it would make a connection. He wouldn't lose the ball, right? So he he liked to do certain things and that's what he was there to do. And one of those
0: was dead balls and putting people in good positions. Mm-hmm. So, then if the practices weren't necessarily like that long, uh, did you guys uh, stick around? Is he practicing like uh, his uh, free kicks and whatnot? After and stuff? Yeah. Well,
1: I remember our first years, um, you might not be surprised. This. I have no Cristiano story where like Cristiano came to the practice even before everybody and he's better, right? To be honest, mm-hmm. myself, uh, a guy named um, Randolph. Okay. Did a lot of extra work. These are all younger guys, though. Right. We were hungry. We didn't have names, per se, or whatever. And so, in my experience, a lot of guys that made it or that were bigger on those teams at those years, I mean, I'm sure they had a little extra work, but they weren't doing what what we were. They weren't mm-hmm. there before
0: after. And two, it was hot, and they had so many games. I don't necessarily <laughs> think they the needed fun. to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because later in the career. I mean, I'm thinking if I'm, okay, so if I'm a young guy and I'm on LA Galaxy, uh without necessarily becoming uh, like the annoying guy, I would try to ask him as many questions as possible with like his free kick technique or how he's crossing it. Right. Did you ever do that with it? So, and I, well,
1: this one thing I think separates my personality from others in the fact of that's what I want to do. Okay. I would love to just drill. And I think actually, what I realize now is that those people probably appreciate it because they, they wanna be helpful or something. Right. right. Like when I tell the little kids now, I was a very shy kid, and when I tell the little kids now, I'm like, oh, as a pro now, I'm any kid that comes up to me, no, I'm more than happy. Uh, so don't be shy. Just come on you're gonna make us feel good about giving you an autograph. Some people are like, you know, they get so many autograph requests that I'm sure it can be, you know, get in the way of stuff. But with him, I respected him and I'm not the kind of guy to come over and be, ask you anything. In Mm -hmm. my mind, this might sound stupid to people too, but if I'm in the same locker room as you or whatever, what are are you better than me at? Mm -hmm. And that's literally the way I thought about it. So, and again, you could call me stupid or whatever. If you put me against Cristiano, which I played against him three times, I'm not thinking. Cristiano is better than me. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't have that in me. I see. Right? Like, if you were to look at it, all the stats, all this yeah. stuff, I get that. I'm just saying, as far as my personal 1v1 against him or whatever, that's how I critique it. Right. And, and that's why. So, even though I would have loved to ask Dave Beck- Beckham more questions, I kind of just let him do his thing. And when he w- would initiate conversations, um, that's when I would get my time in. And I think, I think that's why people respect me more from it too. It's because, like, I'm not there to bug you. I want to be helpful to you too mm-hmm. you know interesting
0: all right let's take a little different tact uh now that uh we have this uh interesting dynamic in la right and uh you know we we bumped into each other at la galaxy and lafc games actually yeah. right yep. uh yeah. and uh you know funny you know always like into the like the lounges or whatever right yeah. amex stadium right yeah. uh, lounge and then also <laughs> yeah. uh what was the what's that what's that one lounge called on the lafc bank. uh they have uh, a the the sunset sunset, sunset. Yeah, yeah yeah so first of all do you do you you're there in work capacities as well but sometimes you just go to enjoy the game as well right? yeah 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 so then when you're at the LA Galaxy games are they is it mostly for like a, a professional setting or are you just there half the time just to kind of you know catch the games as well it all depends right. uh, I feel like it's
1: 50 50 most of the time Mo- most of the time I'm there business related um, I kind of do some not fully attached ticketing stuff with someone there, um, graphic design for somebody there, and then uh, commentating from time to time with them. But if it's not for that, um, I don't go all the time, but just to go and enjoy the, the, the games, um, feel good about that, and enjoy it with the – there's a lot of the fans that I still interact with too. Sure. So it's like, yeah, I'm, most of the time it's for some business angle though.
0: What's, what's the uh, fan interaction uh, between you being at a L.A. Galaxy game, home game, and being at a LAFC home game? Uh, I guess, in the simplest way I could put it, it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what people don't get to, I think, is I have no problem with... So, for example, when I played, right, we had Chivas, we had the San Jose rivalry, and these are the things I feel animosity over okay LAFC came after me um and I have no myself I have no personal problem there so it's like oh we have another LA and people uh, people always tell me this oh you have to pick one team and that's it right but my thing is I support multiple teams I, I usually pick players from whatever so I always I'm like yeah sure I don't mind if LAFC does great at all but if they play Galaxy Usually, I have my favorite, and you know, I lean towards galaxy side, sure. but I have no but seeing the fans in the stadium, some a few of them have get, even in here as you saw the LAFC and LA galaxy rivalry, right. you know some of them will say certain choice words, but uh... Yeah. most of the time it's just like they make fun of the fact
0: that they know um Galaxy Guy and mm-hmm. you just, we just keep walking and laugh, have a laugh right. about it right yeah, because yeah. you get I'm sure much more. Fan and and, and uh, supporters and love at LA Galaxy home game, right? Yeah, and much more much more recognized as well, right?
1: You know what's so funny though, in that dynamic that, that they're both in LA. Yeah, I don't know if those were past LA Galaxy fans or if they're just MLS fans and they know the league, but a lot of these people I meet too, they're just. Uh, and I guess it's how you approach the conversation though, right? Like I just met a guy at the last LAFC game. Um, he's a second season ticket holder there, but I, he didn't know I was Galaxy. The next thing, I introduced myself to Brian Jordan. He's like, wait, recognize me from there. Uh, and after that, the conversation was just he was happy to be talking, and he was a nice guy as well. And so I think we just both benefited from a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. He actually let me stand in his row for a while because I was in right. the way. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, yeah, it just depends on the person, right, mm-hmm. what they're trying. If it's an ultra, you know, they're just yeah. trying to show their, their loyalty to the squad, and I can see why they do it. But at the same time, it's like, think about it. You know, I play. It's not like I want beef with you over,
0: right. over, over what. what yeah, you, you I know? agree totally. Speaking of rivalries, what, what's your take on the the Zlatan versus uh, Carlos Vela kind of rivalry that's been going on the last uh, couple of years? It's a good question, man. Uh, has it been? Has it? Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it has been two
1: years, two years at least. Yeah. Right? yeah it's so funny seeing what words they have for each other and stuff Mm -hmm. as as a soccer fan right Mm -hmm. which i am uh it's just great rivalry competition breeds the truth you know what i mean like that's what you want to see so again being a galaxy guy and i've always actually liked zlatan's playing style i think he's one of the as far as soccer players i go Cristiano Messi Mm -hmm. then I like Zlatan just as far as pure entertainment value and the acrobatic of of this big man of what he can do Uh, so I've always been entertained by him Vela though as far as MLS goes I mean he's kind of spoken the results have kind of spoken for him right Um, I would never say necessarily he's better than Zlatan or whatever but he's done great in the league and so I can see why they have their thing in
0: between themselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so outside of being um a fan mm-hmm. uh, if you analyze like their game right yeah. is is what do you is, do you think Zlatan is still like does he is he a is he a ferrari among fiats i think some people can take offense to some of these comments right yeah. and yeah. i i
1: personally because i'm so competitive i have to laugh at certain stuff <laughs> that he says okay cuz like even as a small guy like i'm telling yeah. you maybe i'm just more geared towards maybe i'm defensive or maybe whatever mm-hmm. but yeah, would he score eventually or whatever? But, like, as far as a one-on-one, too, you know, why isn't he scoring sure. every time or whatever? I think he's great. He's obviously scored so many goals, yeah. right? But at the same time, with certain comments, I kind of just uh, laugh. I mm-hmm. definitely think he's above a big portion mm-hmm. of, of, obviously, right? Yeah, if yeah. not if not the best, right? Because okay. he's prob- probably, yeah. But um, certain comments, though, it's like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh but um how much more can I elaborate certain things about his game though, right? Like once you've done so good at something, I feel like it's difficult to maintain for example, just like on the defensive side of the ball. Okay? If 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 and if he's watching, I'm a big fan anyways, <laughs> but just hey, I'm being critical. Good. Uh my thing is this. Y- 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 you're a moment of brilliance you're scoring goals that are single-handedly and you're making a difference on the team right but at the same time I feel like to be your your ultimate greatest player you're also doing things that kind of help the team and maybe that's just the difference of me and maybe that's why he's scoring all individual goals and and I haven't right because he's using that energy a different way but I'm just saying like even being on the right side of a defender at a certain time makes your team better sure and maybe that would have I think that might have been what was needed to get this Galaxy team because we had some defense woes. Mm-hmm. That's what might have been needed, not all the goals per se, mm-hmm. but that little bit of extra oomph on the defensive side might have made our whole team better. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I would like to mm-hmm. have saw from him specifically. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you think um, – because I, I watched a lot of the, the, the LA Galaxy games, both, but LA Galaxy games as well and um, – I was kind of surprised that he's not, like you said, not, not, not it's not that he's not dominant, mm-hmm. but he's not as uh, necessarily like selfish with the ball as I would have thought. And he's a lot more of a team player than I imagined. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't want anyone
0: mm-hmm. to mistake what I was saying. Yeah. I'm not saying he's uh, no, not I, a team I get that. player. No, yes. I understand. So, okay. So let me, let me, let me finish then. So then he, I think he's not as dominant as I thought maybe when he was, you know, younger. And so he needs more of his team to kind of get him to that level. And he's not like a one-man show where he's just gonna take over games necessarily, except for maybe like in certain pockets, right? Okay. So then, do you think when you watch him play, um, I think they're just, re- Ellie Goxie's almost relying on him to like just, you know what I mean? Like take him over the hill, like every time, right? Versus him, he's not that player anymore. You know, and he needs – like, Vella. you don't expect Vella to win the game, right? He he may because he's scoring goals. Yes. But, like, he's not, like, touching the ball like – it's like the ball is just moving. On I see what seat. you, you know know what mean
1: completely. Yeah. yeah, well, too, and maybe that's an age factor or maybe yeah. – th- you know, if I was to watch more and more of his older games, maybe yeah. I would have a different understanding of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when you think about that, right, you think when Zlatan gets it, mm-hmm. dude, this guy's so good. Yeah. He'll dribble exactly. all the guys on the, yeah, p- yeah. the team and score, right. which, which sometimes he does, right. Right? right? But you're right. And even, you know, me experiencing, I'm not – that old but i've experienced age affect me and stuff and sometimes yeah maybe that's as far as getting it done Mm. that's what he's found and so he does incorporate more guys around it. and then you know we got pavone at the end of the year i thought he was a great addition to to helping that ibra train function Mm -hmm. um another dangerous guy that was a one-on-one player that
0: put him in you know better positions too so yeah yeah i i totally know what you mean okay if you were if you were running the team, would you? What would, how would you handle Zlatan's situation with the team? We can extend him for another year, two years, three. How, what would you? You know what I mean. What would you be? I think you'd always want to see Zlatan there, right?
1: Because he does provide this huge thing. And and let's say this. Okay. Let's say you sign him again. Okay. Right. And because because I don't know the inner workings. Like if there's any dilemmas, uh, personalities. I don't know any of that. Sure. Um. Maybe I did. No, i just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, my thing is, if you could even work to better those, if there is any problems, you still have a lot to honor your team, right? Right. And But that's the kind of guy I am, like, just, just work it out. Just work it out. Keep working whatever it is. Because you already know it's a huge positive, right? Mm-hmm. I personally think, too, if you look at the money situation there and the f- players that they're spending money on um, that maybe weren't playing, yeah. you know, if we were using those in the right positions too, and we really bolstered our defense at some point, I really feel like that would have helped our team. And um, so I think, yeah, extend if you can get him here. Mm-hmm. And two, I would, for him and for our team. You know, Zatan I think is one in every country he's played. Yeah. Um, and he's one in every team. Every team. Every team. And so I would. I wouldn't. I would like to see that happen. Yeah, for him and for us, I guess. Sure. Um, which is really interesting, though, right? Like, yeah. I think too, his argument would be more about like, oh yeah, the guy's just in that league; we couldn't get it done. But I, I don't think that's true, mm-hmm. and so that's why for him, I would, I, I,
0: I would hope that he couldn't use that, mm-hmm. that excuse. I, I think his body language has gotten a lot better, right? Because like last year, I, I felt like he'd be getting frustrated, like visibly sure, all the time. Sure. Uh, do, do you think his level of frustration uh, is valid
1: and, and again you're hearing from from my view right and, yeah. to, and two I think when you get these people that like for example a Kobe Bryant or a Zlatan that see the game they must see it so do de- a Vela even right yeah does my comment even matter right but at the same time I'm trying to be fair and see it from their perspective. Yeah. I can see yourself getting frustrated easier if you expect the level to be a certain thing. right? Mm-hmm. He's not even receiving the ball exactly on his foot exactly where he went because he's used to a certain thing. Right. But once you do accept that, I think that would only make Zlatan a better player. And for me being a competitor, why isn't that accepted then?
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think that's a, a, a coaching, from a coaching perspective, that needs to kind of be more instilled? I don't think so. I'm sure they've made him aware of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm thinking it's just, you know, he's
1: used to a certain thing. Yeah. And all, all I'm saying is I can see why he does get frustrated. Yeah. And I, I, we're all human. Right. I'm just saying if for whatever, however he were to speak it to his own sure. mind to understand, if, if he did accept
0: that and just work through it, mm-hmm. I think it would be it would benefit him. Was that something that uh, happened when you were playing with like uh, Beckham or or Keane? With frustration? Because they're they're used to, they came at a certain level, right? And then, to be fair, they're probably used to a higher level as well. I think they must have
1: had some frustrations But you didn't
0: experience that? Um, But it was way less. There was definitely
1: some players, and not to call, I won't even say his name, but there were certain players that played in huge leagues that I play with. Uh, One was a forward. And if I was to speak to him now, I'm sure we'd talk about it and I'd understand exactly where he's coming from. But one thing I get frustrated with, and just because I'm that kind of guy, is I'm a work-rate guy. Okay. So if I pass you the ball and it's a, like one foot off, like it's, but it was just one foot off to your right, you, it, right, and you don't fuck. Work for it. Can I cuss on Yeah, you? go ahead. I cuss a lot, but I <laughs> try to tone it down. But if you don't fucking move for that, yeah. I don't respect you. Like sure. literally,
0: literally. If it's a gettable
1: ball, right? I do not yeah. respect you at all. Right, and so I have woes like that um, because, for example, too with my athletic ability, people that send me shit balls, yeah. and everyone's gonna talk about my my technique in it. I make people look like they sent me a good ball, right? And you don't even realize it, sure. And so I send you a ball one right. foot off to right. your right, and then you're not even going to move and yeah. yell at me? And then and then make sure everyone in the stadium, <laughs> yeah, the
0: stadium knows, uh, knows yeah, it was, was me? Was right.
1: What? Yeah, this sounds, I was
0: so, like, I'm going to look at some of these past games. Yeah, man. I'm going so be looking for this one. Certain <laughs> things that have happened to me like, like that.
1: that, I always was like, wow. I couldn't uh-huh. believe
0: it. Mm-hmm. Is that affecting your confidence as a young player during those games? I'm
1: sure it did, right? Yeah. I, I'm pretty headstrong yeah. in that. It's just like as far as success goes you literally have to have a short memory and I I am very happy however I picked up these little knacks I told myself that so I was like oh I just gotta let it go right but at the same time too in that moment I'm sure it did
0: yeah it's throwing you off right throwing off your rhythm yeah Yeah. like if I even gotta worry about what the hell the 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 fans are thinking (laughs) that's not gonna help me very much I'll tell you that right uh, what do you think about um, LAFC's uh, season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how they, you know, obviously they're very successful, but they mm-hmm. came a little short. What do you think uh, was was missing? I think they had a great
1: year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question, especially when I shot with uh, Tristan Blackman. just before that yeah. playoff game. Yeah. Um, they had a great year, and then the... Into the season, I knew they wanted to do well still with them because they had so many points, yeah. so they wanted to continue to do that, but they lost a few games there, and they were still using the same personnel, so I was curious why, mm-hmm. and I didn't know their team as intimately, so I don't know if I could necessarily speak on what could be better or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think still it's a new team. Um, they obviously were cohesive and played together well, but um, I've heard some of my friends make this argument of like, oh, it took so much out of them to make that jump over uh, LA Galaxy. And I, maybe you can say that, but they still had the same rest. If you looked at that game versus Seattle, 12 minutes in, I remember talking to my dad and I was just like, Seattle might win this game. The structure defensively. If if you watch the LA Galaxy-LAFC rivalry, the Mm -hmm. one game where I think it was at Galaxy's home that we really threw them off, and even at their place, was this high press. They they are not able to do their diagonal runs to the middle and, and, and... connect like usual and if you do that it really disrupts. Clog, clogging, clogging it up right yeah
0: yeah yeah they and that's struggling. exactly what seattle did you notice how structured seattle yeah, they, was yeah they couldn't i couldn't see too many passes through the middle no connecting it was all just kind of like around the periphery exactly yeah, yeah. and and so I, I i don't think it was this thing where they necessarily
1: needed to do anything better or not I, I, it was just They needed some other way of playing in those games to get through those. Mm -hmm. Whether it was like, dude, our normal thing just isn't going to be it, so maybe we need to spring somebody forward and,
0: and, and have this different approach to the game. Right. I felt I felt like they really struggled with the physicality of that Seattle. You yeah. see, some of these guys are beasts on that team.
1: Yeah, I I don't wanna ever talk about referees too, because I think yeah. referees are doing well, a great job all the yeah. time. But he didn't call much. He didn't call much though. And and <laughs> I think he would out. say this. Yeah. I think he would say this if you was yeah. being honest. He just kinda let it go, right? Just there was play a play lot, play a, play a lot of contact. And yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm one that does, You're okay with Like it. I say, yeah. I like contact okay. but certain situations, especially being a forward, if I get hammered or whatever. get hit constantly. I'm a defender and a forward. So it's like I feel compassion yeah. towards both,
0: but if I'm a, if I have possession and okay. you hammer me, call the foul, right? Call
1: the freaking foul. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So the fact that he wasn't really calling it favored the Seattle team, which was much more physical. Well, I, I, knowing the two I teams, thought, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was
1: yeah. obvious. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. hard to argue against that. Yeah, all right, all right, <laughs> for sure. Okay, interesting. But but it, what they could do better or whatever, it's just yeah. like I think they had a great season. Mm-hmm. It's. Sad that it ended that way, but I
0: think that would be the next thing moving forward for them, right? Is how do you get through those type of games? Okay. Well, speaking of like MLS and uh, other kind of like the the American soccer in general, what what has you kind of excited about the soccer landscape? There's so, much, and it's kind of a very general question, but there's just so much going on with. NASL no longer being around, yeah. USL having you know Division Two, II, Division Three, a competing league at Division Three called NISA, NPSL, UPSL, like you know what I mean. So all those aren't necessarily yeah. new though, are mm-hmm. they? Because Nisa, NISA, NISA is, new. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USL's always been around for the last what 20 years yes. in some form or another, but. Yes. Uh, them splitting it to back into two and three is new, right? Cause they've never occupied yeah, okay. division two. Okay. Right? And so, so yeah. technically, so USL you're saying? Yeah. USL is well, division USL, two and three.
1: In my experience, yeah. uh, when Port, when I played in Portland, yeah. they were division two. Were USL, they, or were they, were they USL Were they division threes? They were division two and okay. NASL was considered division three at that time. About a year or two. after, I think it might be, I think it might be football. No? I, I guarantee you. Okay. Think about this. Think yeah. about this. Seattle Sounders. Yeah. Atlanta Silverbacks, yeah. Portland Timbers, all at Vancouver. That league, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this was. I mm-hmm. I, I could, I could list you guys' names too. It was, mm-hmm. it was a different level, um, but the second, USL. Yeah. So USL Division Two, uh, NASL had the Cosmos, and then a, 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 it like shifted. F- at a certain point, I don't know what that was, but then to get back to Division Two, I think um, MLS bought or.
0: Got yeah, the NSL, yeah, NSL. Yeah, NSL is was trying to always get to, to the, number one. Yeah, number one. And now they, it's going to yeah, be very difficult. Yeah, now, they're, difficult. Just, yeah, now yeah. they're not even really. So they actually,
1: uh, but I, before they collapsed, mm-hmm. I think uh, USL ended up doing that partnership with MLS, right. and it's kind of That's pushed what, them back. Yeah. So now that we don't have NSL too, it makes sense that they split mm-hmm. that up into two.
0: So okay, speaking of all these lower divisions, are you still playing?
1: Uh no, I try. No? I try. Well, I come in here and play. Sometimes yeah. I play for. Uh, the most I, I played in a while. Mm-hmm. I played for a Steve Nash's uh, foundation event, mm-hmm. like a charity event. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was only gonna be there for. It was very fun, very mm-hmm. fun. You should
0: look into it. Uh, uh, yeah, summer showdown or something like that. Right? Well, Steve Nash. it was just a few, f- few maybe a month ago. Okay, was it here or in New York? it L A. Okay. So he yeah, has one in New York, has okay. one here,
1: uh, and I that was news to me too. I guess they've been this is second year. Yeah. Uh, very fun event, and he 's a great guy there that community too is really personable and uh, sure. but it was so funny to me I thought I was going to show up and yeah. be play a game or two okay next thing you know, our team makes the finals, and we were shorthanded We ended up playing like eight nine games like mm-hmm. we 're playing from like <laughs> nine or ten in the morning right. till five pm right. like I'm it just was here for a, a nightmare right. I completely cramped because right. i You're wasn't dying. hydrating this okay. I, I had to play goalkeeper for my team, okay. Uh, I feel like I was was still pushing us. They didn't want me not to play because we were doing so well. But, like, that was a nightmare on my body. Was it
0: uh, 5v5? Uh, Yes. 5v5? Well, 5v5 and a keeper, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, did you guys end up winning? We lost in In the the finals. finals. Yes. Who who was on the other team that you guys lost to? uh, World Cup winner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So... The funny story about this,
1: too, is going into the game, again, you have respect for these people when you recognize them and stuff, sure. but I, again, am like, no, I'm here to compete. Uh, it came down to one play uh, I ended up tackling him, okay. and he's like, you're not going to apologize? Well, I didn't think I fouled him, okay. and we've talked about it since. Uh, we've direct messaged each other quite a okay. bit now. He has a podcast, too, but... Uh, it's so funny because I didn't. I was like, no, I'm not gonna apologize. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right? Right. And so after the game, I completely had to apologize because I pulled like a dickhead. But he,
0: <laughs> so World Cup winner, he played for yeah. Germany. Um, He's the one that you slide tackle.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so then I wrong? ended
1: up hitting him in the head mm. in uh, PKs. We went to PKs. Okay. Uh, he blocked my freaking PK. Mm. I hate him to death. No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: and he got the MVP and they took it down. Mm. Okay, so outside of that, so you're not you're not playing you're not competing but you're still, you know, staying involved and, and playing in different yeah. events and what I
1: love to play, yeah. But like if I get hurt too, yeah, you know, my it's gonna sport and stunt agents yeah. are like, What the hell are you doing? Right. You know, let's just put it this way. Within four hours of work on a commercial, yeah. if you get a national commercial or whatever, let's just say you can make like sixty thousand bucks from it. It's so like all right. Really? You're so, hurt? Right. So you're balancing, the, right? you got to yeah. figure it out, right? Yeah. One versus the other. Yeah. Gotcha. So I do as much as I can, and mm-hmm. I feel like but I'm working out mm-hmm. you, at least at least three times a week, but more, mainly
0: like four or five. Um, so I think my body's still in shape to, to do it for sure. When, so when you do your workouts, are you working out uh, like the way you used to in terms of as an athlete, or are you working just more like you know, model-looking, aesthetic kind of workouts now. I would never say I do model workouts. Okay. Ever, only because, and maybe there's no downside to
1: that. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Uh, but, but I will say this. Uh-huh. As far as health goes, yeah. right, um, I do think there's a certain kind of fitness yeah. that is aesthetic-based. Right? Sure. And I think my body looks a certain way, but would you when, you, when you see me, would you say that's all for like, am I packing on the muscle and
0: it, Well, let me put it this way, when I, when I said hi to you initially, right? Sure. And then, you know, when you're wearing your shirt, you don't look like, you know, like you lift-lift, sure. right? Sure. You just look like normal. Right? Sure. If you're put on a sweater, no one would even think sure. you're an athlete homeboy is rock hard <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like solid i, <laughs> so I like okay homeboy works out <laughs> so and that's yeah.
1: my thing though right like so yeah. there's a lot of guys that go to the gym and yeah. maybe they take taking supplements or maybe they're not mm. but i still look at it like this like uh can you get on a treadmill put some distance in mm. like like there's different kinds of fitnesses and i think mine is just my maybe this overall um maintenance of i still want to be able to run a few miles yeah i, I do want to lift uh, if i can shred my abs even more yeah. or something sure but that's yeah. not necessarily my goal
0: right um but, yeah but you're there and what's your body fat right now it's got to be pretty low when i was playing okay it was like dangerously low. i think i was about like <laughs> f- four or five percent okay
1: i it's not it doesn't make me happy to admit but i have <laughs> probably like nine ten percent
0: okay i don't think you're double digit though so I, I I don't know it yeah. could be
1: I would love to test it yeah disappointed myself my mom always laughs at me because I talk with my family all the time mm-hmm. and even my sister we're, we're like a workout family uh, and they're always like oh how do you eat? I'm eating the best in my family mm-hmm. and they're like you know what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you're, you're an idiot <laughs> really they're like, like <laughs> making fun
0: of you what you're eating no you're no saying? no not making fun of me uh-huh. it's just
1: like out of all of us yeah why are you eating good um, right like yeah. like like, as if you're if, as if you're that smart kid in the class right. that's, like, going out of his way to do good on the test or something. Right, like, right. why are
0: you doing that?
1: Just, but your, your family's got to be pretty fit, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, too... Parents, genes. I think I got some good genes, yeah. definitely. Um, but I will say, too, that's the whole trade-off I've realized. I talk to my family often, and then you, you see these problems that other people go through with, like, normal work schedules and stuff, and that's why I tell everyone that you know not everyone's in that position to actually chase what you love but I, like i know i had i just had to work out to release the endorphins or whatever it is mm-hmm. and seeing people i think there's often a trade-off with which once, once you're working and you have that nine to five you know if you're not t- making time for a workout it's just like people get busy mm-hmm. and i think if it's not working out yeah. some activity to keep you going or whatever because it right. it's, creates
0: a lot of positivity you know like, Speaking of balance and work life, um, what are what are you up to in terms of uh, and what I bring up is because you know how we recently played in the Creator's Cup, right? Sure. And uh, you you I mean you're acting and you're in kinda of in that entertainment world, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're crossing over. But also like the people that are there, like FaZe Clan and all them, like what's your connection with these guys and and the Instagram <sighs> models that are always with the host group and all that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm often associated and in, in
1: those groups crowds mm-hmm. and then when i look at the reality of it i'm not really okay uh, i know these people and i think too with the creators cup specifically um all those guys and their interest i en- i literally enjoy i spoke with uh mark donor is a youtube and instagram guy uh, specifically just about like you know all these guys have played it like it whatever but like when i see them enjoying it and then i see the fact of like they're you can tell they're enjoying it and then that's like kind of getting the message along to their followers that really makes me happy because I know a lot of people are are watching what they do and it's just like this overall positive message with soccer so my involvement though is uh I don't know all them too well I just know them through different friends and the second soccer comes up and and I'm a business minded guy too it's just like oh I want to know what people's angles are at it and I want to push and help however i can towards making it a, success, a successful event or um anything to do with that mm-hmm. so that's how i got incorporated with that and um they have a whole bunch of different angles on on with the, the models too with different watches and brand sponsors what i realized is the amount of business you could really hit mm-hmm. on instagram and just having these friends and stuff if you have kind of a business mind that's why i, I kind of gone into like kind of a agent manager role with some of my past players and the more i meet uh, instagrammers and youtubers or whatever i feel like because i think that way and in sports world you're hiring an agent and almost in the entertainment it's like you feel you feel appreciated if a agent signs you mm. which i understand that and it should be mutual sure i'm just saying at the end of the day too these agents are working for you and i think sometimes that's not really understood by people in the entertainment world. Mm. Um, and I try to remind them that and I've negotiated my own contracts with my uh, soccer experience because soccer wasn't the same as other sports at the time Um, so it's just like I I have a lot of this experience that I like to try to help my friends with too so if there's something like an event or anything I can help put on or bring talent there I try to get my you know two cents out of it but right. and,
0: and well, you're not you're not really uh we're not we're not we're not see we're not going to see you as like a transitioning into like a youtube or instagram personality necessarily right i mean i think that's all dictated by by popularity and and,
1: and the content you're putting out right mm-hmm. so if i was to say it myself like if i really like if you look at my instagram right i don't have a ton of followers um it's 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 more of just like what my genuine message is and i'm kind of doing that thing right uh I do what is interesting to me. If I wanted to totally, completely market myself and trade off certain values that I have towards that, I'd have to be a slightly different person than I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I value that more or not. I'm hoping if I just continue to be me, and let's just say whether a TV show comes along or whatever, and it puts me slightly more at, um, in the public eye on that end, um, at that time, my values will become valuable to others mm-hmm. because, I mean, if you think about Hollywood in general, it's like because you're a good person or not doesn't mean you're gonna make it, right? You know, right. Uh, but I think I live my life a certain way, and I think if you look at what I've done too in sports and then doing that, I think people would be like, oh, how how does that all come together? And it'd be an interesting story to some people. Mm.
0: All right, so what do we have to uh, look forward to? Uh, any projects, and how can some of your uh, followers uh, keep Check up to date with you? Yeah, uh, we. I shot a movie at the start of
1: 2018. Mm-hmm. It's finally coming out. Uh, it's actually premiering. I, I guess it's a little uh, screening. It's going to happen in San Francisco. I just made a post today, actually, on my Instagram. Um, it's in San Francisco, though, on December 13th. Okay. So if you're up there, look into it. You can get tickets. What's uh, the name of the movie? Uh, it's called Beneath uh, Beneath the Black Veil. Okay. Or Behind the Black Veil. Is it like It's a... been changed since...
0: Uh, since it, it was originally. Yeah. yeah. What, what, was what, type of, what type of uh, movie is this? It's a horror film. Horror, okay. Yeah. And you're like, what are you, a uh, bad guy in there? Or you the I'm guy not that a dies, bad guy. You're the guy that dies in the first eight minutes. Not that guy either. <laughs> okay.
1: But uh, I, I would say he's not the brightest character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, fun office type of role. I, I, I would look at that character as the comic relief of that film. Okay. Um, yeah, nice. Subtle, and yeah, uh, it was a fun one. Okay. Uh, and the whole everybody on that project, the director Jason, uh, they're all awesome. So you can check that out. Um, I've been in a few films. Uh, they're mainly online. A lot of people, the past past ones uh, have got to come out to those. I was in a soccer film. A whole bunch of fans came out to mm. Got to watch. Uh, that is on. I think it's still on Netflix and stuff. Okay. Uh, that was called uh, Arabian Warrior. Um, They could check that out. But that's the most recent uh, project we have coming out in December. And just trying to keep busy and plugging away. I was actually on hold for a TV show last week. just got released. Mm. Bummer. So I'm competing. That's the frustrating thing about acting, I'll say. Even though you're getting within, if no one knows what pinned means, it's basically you and one other guy. I see. Um, I've gotten pinned this year alone. A few times, mm-hmm. and then I see the show, and it's this big named guy that okay. booked it over you or whatever. But I'm getting close, I'm competing.
0: Right. I'm, I'm thinking this like uh, Tobey Maguire. It's, like it's this guy that kind of, you know, this other, you know, white guy that's like taking all your roles. Sure, <laughs> it's, sure. it's, you're getting pinned with
1: Tobey Maguire every it time. can be right? yeah. yeah, but not every time. And yeah. that's what I told you about, like that entertainment world is just what they're trying to go for, right? Like, yeah. Whether it's an it person or mm-hmm. a certain look that goes along with the message they want to get a and, and i will say too uh i don't know i'm pretty sure it's pretty clear to people but in hollywood right now for the white i guess leading male role it's kind of difficult right now mm. i've I found interesting uh, and what i hear from some friends that are similar looks mm-hmm. um, because the whole uh, you know women's movement and diversity right. before that i think you know as they should. I'm just
0: saying that's one thing I've yeah, personally you're finding it difficult to be yeah, right? Yeah, sure. interesting. All right, well, appreciate you coming I through. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, hope to look forward to seeing you not only here but like on other upcoming projects as well. Make sure to follow Brian Jordan online and support him as well. Thank you guys for listening in and watching the Urban Pitch Podcast, The Beautiful Game of Life.